Hi, folks. Welcome to the Meditation Mama podcast. My name is Karen Prentice, and I am delighted today to have you here because we're going to talk about something that's, that's, this is one of those hard truths, hard truths that as meditators, we take very, very seriously. And so I'm just going to start, I'm just going to name it right from the very get-go for you. It's this simple. Your reactions are about you. Your emotions are about you. They are never, 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 ever, ever, ever about the other person, about the situation. They're about you. So let's substitute the word reactions for emotions, right? And let's let's just go right away to one of the most difficult emotions for any of us to deal with. And that's the emotion of anger, which shows up in its milder forms as irritation, frustration, and in its furthest forms as rage, rage, just blind, lost it rage. And I I, want to sit here as an expert on this. I have I have been through the entire spectrum. I have I have experienced it all, and that's one of the biggest um, transformations for me on this path was moving from rage, snap, blind, lose it, rage, to you know it's just it's just not in there anymore. And so I know this to be true. Our anger is about us. It's inside us. It's not about the other person. It's not about the situation. And I'm going to, we're going to talk about this at more depth, but I want to start by just sharing with you a teaching that, a teaching story of my, my guru, my teacher used to share with us. And it's called a dog walks into the room. That's the shorthand for the story. And as you get to know this story, this, just that phrase is going to become like the signal to you. Oh, got it. Oh, wait. Ah, yes. This is about me. Here's how it goes. It's a true story. There's two little boys playing in a living room. It's a hot summer day and the screen door is open and a dog walks into the room. One of the little boys is terrified and screams and dives into the closet, closes the closet doors, and inside they're shaking and terrified, terrified. The other little boy looks at this dog, looks at it closely, and marvels at its eyes and these pools of liquid color inside the eyes and is enchanted by this dog and wants to touch it and play with it and tries to get on its back and ride it like a pony. So, how many dogs walked into the room? So that's the teaching. This is a teaching story, and it's a teaching story to be reflected on. The fact that it's a true story is maybe not as important as as what the story is telling us. There is a dog that walked in the room. One of the little boys was terrified. The other little boy thought it was enchanting. The terror was in the little boy. The enchanting was in the other little boy. And then there was the dog itself. And one of the beauties of this story to me is the 
the very simple demonstration of the fact that if I'm afraid, that's in me. It's not about the situation. If I'm angry, it's in me. It's not about the situation. Just as if I'm enchanted, that's in me. It's maybe not about the situation. And so the teaching for us, and we're going to talk about just one particular emotion today. The teaching for us is to learn to recognize the truth of this statement. And on one hand, it's terrifying. And it's, it's, oh my gosh, seriously, it's not about my spouse. It's not about the kids. It's not about my boss. It's not about my neighbors. No. On the other hand, it's empowering. It's like, wait a minute. So if it's not about them, and if it's about me, well, I, I have the power then to do something about this. I have the power to heal this, or as we say in meditation, balance this inside me. So there's good news here. There's really good news here. On one hand, it's really hard because, ouch, we have to take responsibility for our reactions and our emotions. But on the other hand, that same, very same thing, you know, this the adage, the very same ground that trips us is the same ground that we use to pull ourselves back up. It's like this emotion that is arising inside us is also our portal into finding our wholeness and our balance. So, so let's just go for it, okay? Because this is a this is a this is a hard subject. So I'm going to be incredibly direct because it's so counter to everything we've been taught. We've been taught, "You made me angry. You hurt my feelings." You disappointed me. It's always the other person has the power to hurt our feelings, make us angry. And what we learn in meditation is that, no, it's already inside us. I'm going to give you four things to look at when you get angry. And just like we've talked about, you know, when it, when when something comes up, when it, when a, 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 something unpleasant, an unpleasant emotion or sensation comes up, let's look at what are we attached to, what are we resisting. This is one of the other primary tools we have in meditation to work with, and it works is particularly with anger. When I realize I'm getting angry, to recognize that it's not about the other person, this is about me. And here's what we can ask ourselves. Here's what we can begin to pay attention to, to help us balance that anger and eventually neutralize it so that we're not angry. So the question we ask ourselves is when we're getting angry, the first thing we ask is, whoa, what's going on here? Am I not feeling seen? Am I not feeling heard? Am I not feeling appreciated? Am I not feeling like I matter? And if we can just start with those four questions, when we feel anger beginning to rise up, and sometimes, you know, it's not till after, because sometimes it's such a powerful force, it rises up inside us, and it's afterwards that we get to reflect. And that's okay. That's okay. Eventually, you will get to the point where even as it's arising, you'll be able to say to yourself, whoa, what's going on here? What's going on here? 
Because what anger does is anger brings us strength when we're feeling hurt, when we're feeling powerless. Anger takes that feeling of helpless powerlessness and it shifts us into feeling strong. And what we as meditators want to do is recognize, okay, anger has a place. It has a place, but anger is hurting me. And when I respond and act out of anger, not only am I hurting me, I am really often hurting other people. And as a mom, I used to say, I, I, I was so tired of the damage I was doing to my children, to my husband with my anger, right? So let's explore these four, these four thoughts, these four things to consider. If I'm feeling angry, I ask myself, am I not feeling seen? And I'm feeling like nobody's, nobody's seeing me. I'm sitting here and I'm having an experience and nobody's paying attention. Nobody sees me. And that not being seen leaves us feeling incredibly alone, incredibly alone and lonely. And often anger is a way of, rather than feel alone and lonely and like, well, alone and lonely and everything that comes with that, maybe it's better to feel angry, to feel strong. Because feeling alone and lonely is such a, such a powerless, helpless place to be, right? And if we're not feeling heard, it's like we've been trying to say something. We've been trying to communicate with somebody and they just don't hear us. And they just continue to do something as if we've never spoken about our preference, spoken about our feelings. And that feeling of not being heard not being heard, it it's like we. It's so frustrating because, what do I have to say? How can I say this so that I can be taken seriously? Or it feels like what I'm I'm saying is even being acknowledged, and that once again, right? It leaves us feeling like we're just powerless, feeling like nobody's hearing me. It's that you know, it's like a bad dream right? We're in there and you're trying to speak, you're trying to say something and nothing, nothing. It's not going anywhere. It's, it's a terrifying feeling. And of course, how much better to feel strong and feel angry. And then a big one for many of us is not feeling appreciated. You know, we work hard, especially as moms. We work so hard. We're always putting ourselves, our needs second to our children, to, to their schedules, to our partners. And there's this real sense of we're exhausted, we're overwhelmed, and nobody's even noticing. Nobody's even appreciating how hard this is. And so when things are hard and we're working hard, it's like it's, my daughter's word would be, it's gnarly. It's just gnarly to sit there feeling like you've been you've been doing all this, you're overwhelmed, and nobody even appreciates you. Nobody's noticing. Ouch, how much better to get angry. You feel strong at least, right? And then the fourth one is to not feel like we matter. It's like that is one of the hardest ones there is, is this feeling that I don't even matter. I could disappear and no one would notice. I have no place here. There's no why. Why am I even here? 
and our needs are constantly disregarded. Our requests are disregarded. It's, it's, it's such a painful place to be. And I, I remember as a child, this is one of the things I had to really work with when I was working with my anger was it was imprinted on me at a very, very young age. I perceived that I didn't matter. And it was, it hurt so deep that it became part of my way of being in the world was that I just didn't matter. And instead, of course, not feeling like you don't matter, how much better to get angry so I can at least feel strong. And so what happens, what we can do as meditators now is if we're feeling angry, let's see it. Okay. This is my defense. This is a secondary emotion that's covering up, helping me feel strong and not powerless for another emotion that's actually underneath it. And when we ask ourselves these questions, are you not feeling seen? Are you not feeling heard? Are you not feeling appreciated? Are you not, are you feeling like you don't matter? We kind of just pop this, this false sense of strength that the anger is bringing and we go deeper and we look at what's really going on. And here's, here's what we do. That's the moment where when the answer, if the answer is, yeah, I don't feel like I'm being seen. Yeah, no, I don't feel like anybody's hearing me. I don't feel like I'm appreciated at all. Nobody, nobody's appreciating me. I don't feel appreciated. Oh God, I don't feel like I matter at all. When we can admit that to ourselves, that's the first step. And then the second step is this, show up for you. Don't abandon that. Don't abandon those feelings. Don't abandon yourselves. Because one of the things we learn in meditation that it's, oh, this is a hard one. This is a hard one. Hang with me here. It's nobody else's job to see you, hear you, appreciate you, or feel that you matter. Oh my gosh, I gosh, I know, I know, I know. But let me tell you, if you can grasp this, this is this is a key to liberating yourself from these false notions that it's everybody else's job to validate you, to take care of you. This is where that empowerment, that this is about me, I, I need to matter to me. I need to see me. I need to hear me. I need to appreciate me because in all truth, my dears, in all truth, nobody else gets it. Nobody else gets you like you do. And so our job in these moments is to not abandon ourselves. Let's not abandon ourselves by expecting and waiting for somebody else to notice, for somebody else to care. If we want to be wise, if we want to be whole, if we want to heal and balance those places within us that are the source of the hurt and the abandonment that are causing the anger, then we need to go in there and we need to look at it. And the way I say to my students is this, those parts of you that are feeling abandoned and unseen and like they don't matter, they're not appreciated, all they want is your attention. They want you to see them. They want you to hear them. And oh, they want you to appreciate them. They want to know that they matter to you. And I know this sounds 
this is so different from everything else that's out there, but this works. I guarantee you this works. And this is the kind of work that we've done in the minds classes where we, we look at each other and we will just say, oh my God, this shit works. This shit really works to transform us. And so this is what we learn to do instead. We learn to say when we're angry and we've asked ourselves the question, are you feeling seen? And the answer is no. We say to ourselves literally, and I put my hand on my chest right there, the center of my chest in what we call the, the, the energetic heart, not the physical heart, right over the center of the chest. I feel the touch of my hand and I say, I see you. I see you. I'm paying attention. I'm not going to abandon you. I see you. We say to ourselves, I hear you. I know you're not feeling heard right now, but I hear you and I'm not going to abandon you or ignore you. I hear you. And, you know, I don't know where you are right now, but it's even possible for you to just put your hand on your heart and just see what it feels like to feel the warmth and the touch of your own hand. As you say to yourself, I hear you. I'm listening and I'm not going to run away or abandon you. I'm here. What doesn't that feel amazing? If it's your first time, it may feel a little weird and a little kooky, but it, let me tell you, this is what your soul is craving. This is what that insides of you are craving is you. <laughs> That's the only way to become whole is give you what you're learning, longing for, longing for. Say to yourself, I appreciate you. I appreciate, I understand how hard this is for you. I see how hard you're working and I appreciate everything you're doing. This is like magic. This is, this is, this changes the course for us. This is what puts us solidly on this path of transformation. And the one that was mine, that I had to, I, this was where, this was really my, my big one was when I would feel like I didn't matter, to put my hand on my heart and say, you matter to me. Karen, you matter to me. And what I will, would do is go in there and I would go back and I would discover those messages where I learned that I didn't matter, where I took that on as a truth. And I remember the, I was maybe six years old and we, my dad was was barbecuing in the back of our house. It was, we had a very tiny little backyard, um, little cement blocks. And I was spinning around with my arms outstretched to the side, like a whirling dervish. And I was, my sister and I were both doing it. It was just so much fun. And I got dizzy and I banged into the barbecue thing he was using and I knocked it over and the coals spilled all over the cement. And I got a burn right on my arm. It just burned where I'd hit it. And my dad's response was furious anger. He screamed and raged at me for knocking over the coals. And I was in so much pain from the burn on my arm. I still got a scar from it. And I just ran upstairs. I was terrified. I felt horrible. And I ran upstairs to my room and I just stayed in there, just my arm with, you know, a big blistering burn crying. And the message I took from that was, I didn't matter. 
the grill, the coals, the barbecue was far more important than me. And I didn't get this necessarily the first time, but over the time as we show up for ourselves and we just sit there just saying, you matter to me, those little memories will come back where it will be, oh, yeah, this is where that comes from. This is where that message that you don't matter started. And I, and I would just look back at the memory and I heard you to this memories will come up for you. We just allow the memory to come up and we say, yeah, he didn't know any better. He didn't know me. All he saw was a mess of coal, hot coals that he had to clean up. And it didn't occur to him that I was hurt because that's the nature of my dad. That's how he was. But I can go back and I can have that memory and I can say, I'm so sorry that happened. And if I had been there, I would have held you. And I would have seen you. And you would have mattered more than the tipped over barbecue. You matter to me, Karen. You matter to me. And that's what you can do for you. And some of you are probably in there wondering, out there wondering, well, where was your mom in all this? And you know, my mom was kind of intimidated and scared by my dad when he got angry like that. And eventually she kind of got her to my room and she was very, very sweet. And she went and got me some ice or, or maybe it was aloe. But anyway, she got me something to put in my my, And she very quietly snuck behind him to, to care for me, you know. But the point of it is we need to be able to give ourselves the attention, the caring, the message that we matter to us, the message that we're paying attention, we're, we're, we're seeing, we're hearing, and we're appreciating. And if we can do that, what we're doing is we're actually bringing those pieces of our soul that we've fragmented off, that we've abandoned, or that we've rejected, or that we've suppressed, or that we denied. We're bringing them back into wholeness. And to be honest with you, I don't know any other way to move into this place of equanimity and happiness and living without anger. But we have to go in and do this deep work of bringing ourselves back into wholeness, not by asking anybody else who's hurt us to apologize. That's not going to do it. It's about showing up for ourselves and healing those places in us by giving ourselves the caring, the attention, the love, and the kindness, giving it to ourselves. And so this is big work, but here's where I want to bring it back to. I'm going to circle right back around to where I started, which was my emotions, my reactions are about me. But here's the good news, everybody, is that means everybody else's emotions and reactions and anger, which is the one main one we've been talking about today, are about them. Let me make this really clear. You are not the cause of anybody's anger. You are not responsible for anybody's anger. I was not responsible for my dad's anger and rage. My dad felt inconvenienced and put out, and he didn't have the capacity to really care about somebody else. He didn't even really like kids, right? And I'm not saying that as a criticism of him. I'm saying that that he even admitted that was his nature. And so what this does is begins when we take responsibility for our own anger, 
it gives us the perspective and the wisdom to see that, oh, if that person's angry, there's something else going on here. It's not about me. I don't have the power to make somebody angry. This is how we say to meditation, unless they already have anger within them. And so what we can do when somebody else is angry is we can ask ourselves, are they feeling seen? Are they feeling heard? Are they feeling appreciated? Are they feeling like they matter? And the answer is probably going to be no to one or all of those. And what we can do instead of taking it on as our responsibility that they're angry, we can, we can hold the awareness that, ah, let me see them. Let me let them know that I hear them. Let me let them know that I appreciate them. Let me let them know that they matter. And how are you going to be able to do that? You've been doing it for yourself. You know how to do that. This is the beauty of this path. As we do it for ourselves, we learn how to do it, and we can give that same grace, that same gift to others. And you will become a person who can neutralize other people's anger and soften and neutralize situations that are testy by simply, there's nothing to fix, by simply letting someone know you see them, letting someone know you hear them, letting someone know you appreciate how hard it is for them letting someone know that they do matter. And I think that's where we're going to leave it for day, for today. My wish for you, my dear, dear ones, my wish for you is that you matter to you, that you can see and hear and appreciate yourself so that you can find your wholeness. And in that finding that wholeness, you can find your happiness your wisdom, and your contentment. Be blessed, dear ones. Be blessed. Thank you so much for listening. I do hope you found something that was helpful or meaningful or maybe even inspiring. If you have any questions, please email me at podcast at meditationmama, M-O-M-M-A, dot com and I'll be sure to answer them on one of our upcoming episodes. And in the meantime, let's all just take a moment to just let our attention drop into that heart center, to that heart center. And let's take this thought with us into the rest of our day, the rest of our week. Living with kindness in sweet harmony.